previously on the Fantastic Worlds podcast. You could see the long beards of the two male frost giants and the braids of the female frost giants. But if you ally yourselves as our enemies, you will meet the same fate. Spread the word. I think we should hang on to them for at least another couple days. We don't know where we are. We don't, aside from the centaur encampment, we don't really know what other attacks might be leveled against us here. You're pretty badly hurt. All right, Andromeda, uh, this is what I like to do is just get this little rosemary. You just want to rub it in and a little sprinkle here. And uh, let's uh, let's make a glaze. Ooh, sounds fun. <laughs> they don't put together a random assortment yeah. of, okay, there's a carrot, there's uh, some meat, there's an insect leg. Oh, <laughs> I still have a crow head, um, fairy arm, uh, cheese, and mushrooms. Abraxas put that together, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> Kuneo just looks over to Buwan. Yeah. Kuneo tells me yes. So a parent steps up and you go, Father. I have brought, and you notice his voice gets a little deeper and he gets a little more serious. I always like it when 16-year-olds try to act like adults. I brought these frost giants that I have helped to capture. They saved my life, and I saved theirs. Mm -hmm. Oh, did you know? So it's time to play one of my favorite games. Guess how much time has passed since you first arrived. Well, the two of you first arrived in Taldor. Uh, It's like two months now, wasn't it? Like one month. Two and a half months is my guess. I think a month and a half. Abby is closest. I was going to guess one month and like three weeks. You arrived in Taldor on the fifth day of Serenrith. And you are now... On the ninth day of Erastus, which is the next month. So almost a few days longer than a month. Wow. Worth of time. It wasn't even a month and a half. Wow. (laughs) Jesus. Are you sure? It feels like it's a lot longer. (sighs) Well, and there's even a gap day because there was just this weird day that you guys all missed because you were sleeping in the hut. So like I even added a day where there's actually no episode title or no episode number because it was just this weird blank spot in your in your time. So, uh, yeah, you're, you guys are you guys are a whole nine days into the next month. Wow! So it was almost like <laughs> wait, because when did you guys meet me? Has it been? It's been like two days, two or three <laughs> really? days. I have the note for that, which was <laughs> see that. And like we met Buon like yesterday. How come you guys are so suspicious? We don't know you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you met you met Adramada on the fourth day of Erastus, and it is the ninth day of Erastus. Wow. So you, has it been five days? Oh wow. my god. Wow. I'm not suspicious enough then. <laughs> yeah. No, we've gotten way too comfortable way too soon, Angel. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Slid our wrists in our sleep. <laughs> We've been through a lot together. Yep. Considering yeah. that's a that's a lot of trauma to patch in, to pack into five days. Yeah, 
So Pippa and Abraxas met on the seventh day of Desnus. That's when they had the lighthouse. That's the lighthouse uh, B-sides. So that was a month before, about a month before you guys arrived in Taldor and Serith. So you two have only known each other for about two months. Trauma brings people together. It really does. Bonds forged through fire. No one will ever know me better. That's called agape (laughs) in Greek love. Theory. Oh, yeah. 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 It's the one that's for the community or through disaster. Yep. It really binds you together, yep. disaster. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and also I would I would probably there's something about the fact that you are, you know, when somebody when you become friends with somebody, you're not around that person 24/7 for the most part. You might see them on a Monday and Monday the next week or something like that. You guys have literally been together almost every hour since you met so it's a lot of time together wow you'd think we'd all be way more annoyed with each other right like, like all our little <laughs> tiny like pet peeves we'd be like oh my god can you fucking stop well, like twitching now that like we're that, all I hate it there's <laughs> now that no we're all time. literally roommates uh, <laughs> uh i think that's gonna happen we've got a we've got a house we're gonna start yelling at each other about dishes someone's oh gonna god, smother to andromeda in her sleep yeah. <laughs> because of that snoring i know it it might be Kune- it might be kuneho <laughs> she's gonna have to sleep in a room by herself probably because well, we all share a room yeah. and so she's just mumbling demonic <laughs> shit yeah. under her breath <laughs> zork is gonna raise the rent here. on us <laughs> oh shit yeah. A uh, small note: We would like to give uh, thanks to Jess. She is horribly sick today, uh, and she she's she's braving it out to <clears throat> hang with us because uh, she probably misses us all. Yeah, if you guys, if I sound more cash, if I sound more cozy and cash, it's because I'm recording in my bed. Wow, I sound really bad right now. You do like, sound horribly bad. sick. So the bonfire in the middle of Korak's camp roared to life as the centaurs tossed oiled cover logs onto the fire with ease. As each log is tossed, you feel a blast of warmth followed by the chill of the night as it hits your backs. All the centaurs gather around the bonfire. Korak stands proud with his son Perrin at his side. The centaurs all begin to mutter a guttural tone in each individual centaur harmonizing with the ones next to them. As each centaur joins, you feel like you are surrounded by a cascading wave of sound. It even begins to smooth you a bit. Abraxas, this reminds you of what some druids do in order to harmonize with nature. Their sounds begin to escalate like a finger moving up on piano keys, and the bonfire begins to dance with the sounds, forming a small tornado, twisting and licking away the shadows with its dance. Then the humming stops and the flame slowly di- and the flame reduces down to a steady roar. Brothers and sisters, as we end our prayer to the green faith, we welcome our two-legged friends who help my son bring down these frost giants. My son has told me of the, their deeds and the power and magics they possess and how they offered him aid when they did not have to. The centaurs cheer and holler in response. You all know that in these harsh lands, it is rare to find such noble creatures willing to lend a hand. And because of the good faith they have shown us, we show them a feast. 
with that large trays of meat begin to be passed around. Part of the bonfire is moved to the side as they dig out a large boar that has been roasting all day. And finally, mead, beer, and wine begin to be passed around as well. Give me some lechon. Hell yes. <laughs> I think I was thinking about this, and I don't think any of you have been celebrated for your deeds. Um, everything has always been overshadowed with dire situations or the next big obstacle. Uh, how are you all feeling about this? Yeah, I guess that's accurate because the uh, like the people in Waldsby were grateful, but they didn't exactly have a lot to make a big to do. Hmm. And they were the last grateful people we actually ran into. Everybody else is either entitled or against us. Well, I would say the people in the uh, what was it the, the heralds, the, the heralds of Summer's Return oh, in yeah. White Throne, but the, they didn't have the resources they to really us. throw you a big feast either. You actually we, had yeah. to buy we your own food. Like food. We, yeah. we bought our celebratory feast, and we weren't around. And huh. we didn't go to Waldsby after we shut down the portal because we were already on the other side to shut it. Oh no no no! We we no, never we went back. The night didn't in Waldsby. We? You didn't go back to Heldron because the portal shut down. Yeah, Heldron. We didn't go back. Waldsby. We didn't go back either. I don't think. No, uh, we we did. We did. You did oh, the blacksmith. Yeah, that's right. But you guys yeah. weren't very welcome there. Like they were very scared that basically, you know, Nazina was going to come and uh, kill them all for now. working yeah. with you. Um, the heralds wanted to celebrate, but they were limited on resources. And honestly, you guys were dealing with a lot of crap that just kind of kept you from... You got to bask in the pools, but that was about it. Nobody's really celebrated you for your for what you've done. At least the celebrations you haven't been around to be seen. I'm sure there was a big celebration in Heldron, but you weren't there for it. For Andromeda and Buwan, this is a new experience altogether, I imagine. Oh, truly. <laughs> Well and truly, she's like, it's not like she's ever been anywhere near a feast at all. Like, this is so far withdrawn from anything she has ever experienced. Again, it's something out of, like, storybooks that she's read. So it's completely alien and extremely exciting, of course. (laughs) (laughs) She's, like, running around trying to talk to people, but she can't because she doesn't speak centaur. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just chatting with gestures and, like, dancing around and stuff, you know. (laughs) Yeah, and for Buon, he has attended many of feasts. This is not his first many celebrations but i think this is like this is the first time that he himself has been celebrated i don't think he ever was celebrated when he like where he comes from and so this is a new experience for him on that end but he very much has been to a lot of feasts he's like oh yes this is exactly how it's supposed to go thank you (laughs) that goes there please give me this over there uh but yeah he uh he's totally in his element but it's nice to have some attention on him for once. Uh, and then Abraxas, I, that was a surprise when I was reading up, is that centaurs follow the green faith. Oh, fellow green, I think I, uh, Abraxas probably joined in once he recognized kind of the, whether there was a ritual or kind of part of their communion, he probably would have found himself joining in. And as far as, you know, being celebrated, he's big on food, obviously. And again, the kind of the exploration, he was excited to, to be somewhere new and, you know, meet new civilizations. So um, yeah, anything having to do with food, he takes that as a, as a celebration on his own. 
So yep. once the once the plates are presented, he you know he's gonna go. Oh, this is fantastic! You know, uh, double fisting it. You know, little ham hocks <laughs> on each side, just tearing in. Yeah, crunch it on bones. Maybe putting stuff in his little food satchel that he exhausted pretty recently to make some stew. So his stuff was on was pretty pretty low. So it's he's having a good time. Uh, allowing himself to have a good time. You know, they've had their, you know, most of the times you're, like you said, when they're celebrating, it's immediately right after something horrible or something horrible is coming up next. And uh, it seems like they haven't really had a a chance to catch their breath. I mean, even their recent nap uh, when they woke up in the the hut was, you know, it was like a magical sleep. It's not like they settled down to rest. It was, they passed the heck out mm-hmm. uh, so he's taking the celebrations when he can when he can time's passing really fast for him it seems you know he's only been traveling uh with pippa for what not even two months i guess not <laughs> according to the calendar <laughs> and uh wait no you and pippa and abrax right? have known each other a little longer i think i think we've known each other for about a full two months hey, two months yeah yeah it's been a full two we, months we haven't been on this mission for longer than a month, ah. but but we but we knew each other for about a month before we started, before yeah. we came to Heldron. About thirty days of getting into trouble and causing and raising heck, raising heck. <laughs> raising Still the though, heck. that's that's two. That's just two months. Like dang. So yeah, you know, take the celebrations when you can. So he's he's taking a moment to to enjoy himself and fill the belly. He wants a little food, a little food, baby. He's gotta <laughs> loosen up the uh, the armor so he can. So we could breathe a little bit. I imagined uh, you were going to say drawstrings, and I can only imagine <laughs> Abraxas in drawstring pants now. <laughs> With his little yoga. Oh, he, he should switch to his, his yoga, yoga gear. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine you like joggers. Yeah. He has yeah, those. It's, it's, it's yoga. <laughs> See, Coogs, Coogs coined that, right? Yoga Abraxas? Yeah, yeah. he did. Yo- he's going to switch out, his Coogs. yoga Abraxas mode. <laughs> yoga Abraxas. I need my I need my comfy pants. <laughs> my eating dress. <laughs> I always used to joke about that. Anyways, getting like juices all over. He's, he probably needs to wash it down. He's gonna have like all the juices sliding down his armor. <laughs> He's not used to eating in armor like big, 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 feasty meals. I'm sure the centaurs don't care either. They oh yeah, probably are like, oh yeah, either. chow down, buddy. <laughs> Looking everywhere. Uh, does Andromeda imbibe in, in the drink? I mean, she just had kind of a drunken episode just the other day. <laughs> like, the I first imagine, time with alcohol. I imagine these cups are, like, huge for some reason. So I'm imagining, I think it's, like, a funny image in my head of her picking up just, like, a gigantic <laughs> cup. And I, I know that doesn't make any sense that they would be gigantic, but I, that's what I'm picturing is, like, one of those huge, like, double pint glasses. It's like a, the German boots. Yeah. You know, that you for beer drinking. <laughs> yeah, and she, like, tries yes. to take a sip, but then she, like, immediately makes a stink face. Like, ugh. <laughs> she does not <laughs> like the taste of ale or, I mean, mead she could probably get into, but someone, I, I imagine Buon would, like, see her starting to drink it and, like, getting excited about the sweet, sweet flavor and being like, no, 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 you have to stop. You're going to... I'm going to take the cup away from you. I'm the uncle at the family <laughs> gathering. Be like, no, little one. You've had a taste of alcohol, but you can't get drunk. Don't get shitty. She's red in I the face. I have a feeling the moment that Buwan walks away, someone passes her like some cider. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. 
<laughs> He's just slowly collecting all of her yeah. drinks away from her. <laughs> balancing a tray. But but not before she gets a drink in. Like, so slow she's getting drunk from tasting all the different mm. uh, things that Absolutely. Come I think she's in a very lightheaded state. Red in the face, for sure. More color on her than has been there this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Because she's so, so pale. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and for Pippa, I imagine this is the this is the kind of queen she would love to be treated as. Like people are bringing her food, and there's wine, and there's uh, you know. Well, she's also uh, you know because she you know as as Angela kind of brought up, like we really haven't had uh, a chance to sort of relax in this way uh, for quite a while. Um, and so she's also kind of looking for a game. Are they playing games? Is there like Pippa loves a competition? <laughs> I want to say they're playing a game of horseshoes, but it's too on the nose. Oh, that'd be hilarious, though. Cornhole, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say cornhole. Cornhole, heck yeah. That's a that's that. Mm, there's a party game. That's a party game right there. Uh, yeah. I, what kind of game would Pippa want to play? Like maybe like a. Oh, poker? Pippa loves games of all kinds. Pippa, like if there's a competition. She's into it. Uh, so like dice games. There we go. Uh, there, there is a, there's, you see a group of, uh, of uh, men in the corner playing some dice, throwing some dice against Chohan. the wall. And you see some, <laughs> huh. you see some gold passing, p- passing hands and stuff. Okay. Uh, Pippa definitely, like if she observes the game for long enough, do you think she'll get it or should, does she need to drag Buon over here to translate? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. I, I'm going to say that each of you either has Buon around or there's somebody to translate for you at this night, maybe at this point. Um, I think co- there's enough people who know common that there's, you can get the translation going. Gotcha. Uh, just because having, having to have someone as a translator in this, in this gets a little weird at <laughs> a yep. uh, time. Buon yep. literally just sweating because he's sprinting back and forth <laughs> trying to translate <laughs> well technically i will say what i could do as buon because he's very he's like okay i got this is he, he can send kuneho with you because kuneho oh. has a psychic link with me and understands oh. everything and then i'll just cast message in your ear and translate what you're saying while i'm taking care of andromeda <laughs> so that's a fun so, image yeah. so when Love you it. go over and you what you think is pa, uh as dice when you get clover you realize it's actually a game you've seen when you were a kid called pogs and what it is is they have these little discs of leather and they stack them up and then they have these big metal instruments and they slam them against the slam them against the the stack of the the Pogs go everywhere, and any one of them that are face up, the the person person gets to collect those, and each of those is basically the equivalent of like a gold piece. So they're they're basically just kind of doing this hybrid card game. Uh, do you want in? Oh yeah, I absolutely. think it should have been a Beyblade arena. Oh my god, Beyblade! <laughs> they're all playing Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Let's do Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. They're they actually playing arm. Magic the Gathering. The pers- I use a lot of land cards. Huh? The person that loses gets gets dragged to the Shadow Realm and before you like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, it just got real. Yeah. They're playing Magic the Gathering with cards that actually have effects on the players. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that would be a cool game. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> death. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no. okay, as long as they're not playing Warhammer, I'm, I'm good to go. Okay, so. Because I didn't have time to paint my own little army. <laughs> so basically, it's a 50 gold buy-in to buy enough pogs to be able to play if you want to play. Uh, yeah, I absolutely buy in. Okay. So you... You, they give you a stack of pogs and you can stack them up in any way you want and then they give you your slammer to slam against the pogs uh, is there any special thing you do to try to gain yourself advantage on the I've never played this game myself uh, <laughs> so I don't know it's a game of the 90s <laughs> If you want, Buon is familiar with this game, so he's gonna just like send you strategies. He's like, what you want is you're going to take the slammer and go for the highest pile and don't go it. for the center, go for the edge of the tower so that when you hit it, you have the most momentum to flip over the discs underneath so they can land face up. Amazing. Okay, Pippa is going to follow Buon's <laughs> advice because she, she may be a good character, but like, you know, when it comes to murder and stuff, but she also has an unscrupulous side. So she's happy to take the tips. Well, and you're playing against a group of people who have no problem gaming the system to, for them to win as well. Uh, so I would say, do you use any, your, your stuff like in large person or something so you can get an advantage at a height? Or like I, I, if you have a strength uh, buff, I don't think you do, but... Uh, you, you use any of your spells or anything you have to give yourself an advantage? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like press a dissertation? Because you could yeah, do minor no, I mean, tricks I think, with that. I think minor, like, uh, I mean, that would have been better for a dice game if I, I could have done minor sleight of hand tricks. I mean, I literally have an excellent sleight of hand score just on my skills anyway. I think you could get away with press a dissertation, like cause a small vibration in the ground that flips flips them over. Yeah, uh, I absolutely do that. If, if everybody else is cheating, I am also <laughs> happily going to cheat. Okay, so roll me a d20. Okay, an 11. <laughs> uh, add your... A- am I adding a bonus? Add your your sleight of hand to that. Okay, so that's a uh, 19. 19, okay. And are you going to use prestidigitation? Yeah. Okay, so what you do is you use prestidigitation to vibrate the slammer. And so when you go to throw it, with your sleight of hands, you're able to twist your hand just right to hit it, where all the cards literally just go up and flip over, and they all land on their on off place up, and so you win 200 gold out of that, and pretty yeah! much instantly wipe out everybody, everybody's in, uh, game. What a bunch of suckers! Turns out yeah. cheaters do prosper. You just hear <laughs> how the, dare they challenge a Loxley? You, you just hear Buon's <laughs> voice in your ear. Excellent, princess. Quick learner. <laughs> Quick learner. I laugh and I give most of it back. <laughs> uh, they seem very insulted when they when they, you give the gold back. Like the, the, I, <laughs> I want to keep playing. I didn't want to shut everybody down. I wanted to spend <laughs> some time with this, but all right. <laughs> uh, they they move on to dice. They're like, maybe we should play something more more suitable as dice game. And so that's take all their land. Take all the land. It was like, we wake up and Pippa's like, um, so this I've whole encampment is ours. Take their apples. Mm-hmm. Get all their clothes. Take Plan their sugar cubes. Clothes. Clothes. Strip pog. Take their hay. Cool. Strip pog. Strip pog. Oh, God. How would they manage that, though? Take like, off their they're harnesses. wearing, like, armor. You're going to take off one guess. thing. They take shoe. off one. That's, that's a good question about centaurs is, like, if you 
are wearing armor most of the time, is it like being naked if you take off your armor? Because where would the shame be, you know? They shouldn't right. have any shame. They're well, li- maybe they don't have internalized shame. I don't think they have internalized do. shame about that. Maybe they <laughs> they'd be wearing what clothes on their horse parts. Big horse so skirt. I I will answer three centaur questions right now, and that's the first one. <laughs> They're all about the nudity. <laughs> do they have people's stomachs or horse stomachs or both? That's a really good question. How do they Angel? maintain like their huge like bulk? Do they have to graze all day like a werewolf? Or uh, three square oh meals a day? The answer is that they have a horse stomach and a human stomach. <gasps> and so if they are out grazing, uh, or if they're out like... So, Wait, does it use up a question if I ask how they graze over their really flexible that's waist? That's what I was ima- I'm <laughs> well, imagining, like a, a big a mouth. You know what? I don't need to know. I'll comes just, out of their chest I'm area. I'm picturing like they just lower. go down. Uh, they or is it like an Animorphs where the Andalites eat with their hooves? <laughs> oh, no. Oh my god. So cent- cent- so centaurs because they are nomadic and sometimes meat and other food is not readily available, they have a stomach that allows them to collect grains or you know grass and stuff and eat that and that stomach is able to process that stuff. They would much rather eat, you know, like a human though, and that's what the stomach that processes meats and cheeses and fruits and berries and all that stuff. That's uh, really cool. Yes. I'm so glad to finally have an answer about that mm-hmm. question for a centaur anatomy. Now we can go to sleep at night. It would have been keeping Thank me you. up. Thank <laughs> you, Angel. Ha- hashtag centaur facts. Centaur facts. Well, you have one more question. Would you like to ask it now or do you want to wait till later? I think we should save it and see what pops up. We should save <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, let's bank that one. We should save it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Man, being a centaur sounds so much better than being a person at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like a human person. Heck Yeah. Not to imply that centaurs are not people. That came out wrong. <laughs> Being a hu- uh, centaurs humanoid. Are humanoids too. Humanoid. Yeah. Yep. So the night goes on. You all eat. You all have food bellies. You all are feeling a little toasty from the alcohol. They get, give you a yurt in which to to stay the night in. Oh, that's charming. So you all are able to camp in a nice... There are furs all over the ground, um, so it is nice and well carpeted, I guess. You don't feel the cold from the ground. Uh, and the warmth from the bonfire actually seeps into the yurt, so it's nice and toasty in there. Oh. Uh, I imagine Abraxas is probably curled up in dog form. Oh, yeah. He's going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he there's a bone probably next to his head from the pig that just has his <laughs> sausage face. Like where he has like the food stains all over his, his <laughs> Every- muzzle. Every once in a while when he's sleeping, you see the tongue, like, go out and lick the bone and then go back mm-hmm. in, uh, making sure it's there. Buwan, you probably go, oh, that was a nice night, and then you just lay down the drugs and fall asleep, and then... Can I add one thing that I think Kuneho does? Because this is the first time that Kuneho's sleeping with them, because he was gone. Or, sorry, they were gone before. That's what I was going to ask. Does Kuneho go back when he goes to sleep, or does no, he stay? No, so I specifically took the feat that allows Kuneho to stay on the material plane when I go to sleep. And so I, mm. I don't think Kuneho sleeps. And so what they're doing is they're just like crouched behind me as like a, you know, like how rabbits do, but it's like, they're, they're like haunches and like, they're just staring at Andromeda, just watching for any twitch of a movement, just like uh. on guard, <laughs> but like no one else sees us because everyone else is asleep, but Kuneho is watching. 
Just waiting. I don't like that. Good. The image of his Orville Peck Creepy. mask just pure white fringes, horizontal slits, just watching. Creeping me yeah. out. <laughs> Creepy. And then I imagine Pippa sleeps. She has like a little <laughs> nest and she's curled up in the nest of furs. <laughs> Grinning with gold under her head. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's sleeping on her pile of gold <laughs> like a dragon. <laughs> oh, that's adorable. <laughs> that she won in honest games. And she's feeling feeling fantastic. Uh, can we all just abandon the quest and live with the centaur tribe yeah, since they I actually vote, appreciate yeah, us? Yay. I'm Time down. to bring up the backup we'll characters. We'll just like chase giants yeah. off and, you know, that's how great. we're in our keep. Buon will just keep a journal. Just write a book. Buon can do that if he wants, but the rest of you are not uh, obligated. Oh, right. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Buon stays here. Here's my new character. Bam. <laughs> 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 bow, 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 bow. Yeah, it's a centaur character. I, I was about to say, it will be a centaur character. <laughs> yeah, you come back as a centaur. <laughs> it's me, centaur. Oh, man. I would I would have so fun. There is a set of very steep stairs ahead. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I cast fly on myself, bitch. <laughs> we could ask an expert Abby can horses go upstairs they can if they fly oh that's actually a really good question for me Abby See? the horse girl mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> pedantic horse girl to the rescue I'll have you know that horses can go upstairs oh look at that Dustin problem solved now for a short break about our fantastic fun drive Back. I just unearthed something in Baba Yaga's hut that I think might be useful. It's plans for the first ever Fantastic Fun Drive. The Fantastic Fun Drive? Interesting. Let's see what this icy crone has in store. It says here it's a new tradition that's going to happen twice a year. Looks like one development are extra episodes of something called The Greatest Show on Earth. Uh, Huff Puff will have to keep that in mind. It says there have been planned all sorts of fun events and contests. Like this month, we will be giving away a Pathfinder 2e core rulebook <gasps> and a Pathfinder 2e game mastery guide courtesy of Paizo? Such rare texts. These can have, these, <laughs> these have been in the library the whole time? Where could I find more pertinent details? <laughs> on social media, at Fantastic Pods on Twitter, or Fantastic Worlds Pod on Instagram for details. I must acquire these. I think it's pronounced Sokial Media. Oh, look, see, there's information on two of Baba Yaga's allies. Dustin and Jess are doing some extra Twitch games this month? Those must be spell rituals of some sort. A chance for additional information from Baba Yaga's lieutenants, I suppose? None of this could have been done with the most important members of the Fantastic World's crew. You, the listeners, the spirits who have been with us all this time. I especially thank you for your kind words and reviews on Apple Podcast, which have meant the world to us. What is Apple Podcast? Maybe it's a well, part of the Sokial Media. It sounds delicious. I quite agree, little one. Thank you, spirits, for interacting with us and allowing us to forge real relationships with all of you on Sokial Media and Discord. Soon, hopefully, on Reddit. Reddit. What's a Reddit? I I read it. In a, I just read it. Did you not hear? I Pippa? just read it. I think it has something to do with libraries. Mm. I think it has something to do with pies. Bottom line is, all this takes a tremendous amount of effort and builds up a healthy appetite. We know our adventures must mean a lot to the great spirits in 
We're hoping that in considering all of this, you choose to become Patreons of Team Torta and help us bring the fight to Baba Yaga herself. Oh, when you become a Patreon member, you will have access to a myriad of benefits. First off, Baba Yaga won't come after you. That seems unlikely. We do not know the ways of the witch. She does kind of do whatever she wants. It looks like she was in a good mood when she made this plan. All the levels are named after a dinner course. Each level has many perks. The first tier is titled Hors d'oeuvres. The $6 level, you will get access to new episodes of The Greatest Show on Earth every three weeks. And that show is run by someone named Jess, who is entitled The Ringmaster. Do you think that she might be one of Baba Yaga's agents? I bet she's a witch. Probably. Mm. Undoubtedly. Definitely. I found a scroll that makes mention of a delicious appetizer tier at a $12 level. Mmm. Oh, look at this. Not only as you're eating, you can think up of names for monsters and beasts like Timmy. Ooh, Nix Novalis. Oh, yes, we killed him. Novalis. We did kill him, but, Mm, you know, it was a cool name. You could have come up with it. For the main course, I'm not quite sure I understand any of this, but... Well, if you pay $26 uh, four times a year, you will be sent FWK merch as thanks from us for all of your support. Hmm. Well, if it, it says here, it seems there are also several other levels to choose from, each with their own unique awards and surprises. There's a reference Ooh. to a scroll. Check out our Patreon at fantasticworlds.cash for more information. I can't believe how much support we've gotten already in our fight against Baba Yaga, for Baba Yaga, time... For and against? uh, For and against, against Ilvana, basically just against witches in general. We've already gotten so much support. Thank you all so much for listening and being a supporter of FWP. We love you and appreciate you. We must make haste to benefit from all this gleaned information. Thank you, Zorka. No, no need to speak. Thank you. And thank you, spirits, to show just how much we appreciate you. We will now return you to... Wait, it says here, to the middle of our adventure? This... What? What is happening? Pippa, as you drift off to sleep, you open your eyes in the white room. Really? Yes. Okay. The velvet room. This room has changed a bit since you last visited. It almost seems brighter and you notice the room has been decorated in a style you very much like and what's even more surprising is it's halfling size so it's halfling size chairs halfling size bed uh halfling size everything um if pippa was gonna have a room like like what would her bedroom look like you know all your standard comforts she's uh she's a bit of a basic bitch she she likes her bed to be four-postered and curtained, and she likes uh, opulent, I guess it wouldn't be Persian rugs, uh, because there's no Persia in Galarian. Um, Assyrian rugs spread throughout, very, very soft and thick with intricate patterns on it. Roaring fireplace, obviously. Uh, there'd be some kind of like laundry chute where she could just shove all of her dirty clothes for other people to take care of. People she pays well. 
but still definitely other people. Uh, yeah, I'd say that. You see a... Ooh, there'd be a giant... Sorry, I'm really on a roll now. She has a separate uh, bathing chamber with a large clawfoot tub as well as a vanity that is just the right height with various cosmetics and uh, and then a bright silver tea service that can be wheeled in and out of her room. Yes. See, this is exactly what you see. It is, it is your Excellent. ideal room. I mean, honestly, this is her bedroom back in Opara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and as you're looking around, probably amazed for the first time, the room actually showing something that you want to see, uh, you hear a cheering humming and goes, da 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 <laughs> and at the same time you hear this pounding like a hammer hitting a nail and be- both of them kind of go and they hear the humming of the pop the weasel song you hear the pounding uh mm-hmm. and yeah it seems it seems to be happening around a c- curtain kind of in the direction of where uh the mirror was that you've been working with she's going to kind of roll her eyes and follow the follow the sound okay might as well go confront whatever this is and get it out of the way you you walk around this curtain that that's in front of where the mirror has been and there you see a halfling woman about your height hammering away at a wooden box surrounded uh now surrounding the mirror uh just as you arrive you hear you hear the halfling speak that should take care of it uh you notice that voice it's the voice of your mom (sighs) pippa just stops frozen i I imagine that she's swept a cup of tea off the tea tray and she just kind of puts it aside like onto the air it just floats there next to her and crosses her arms and says well this is mean uh anefa turns around to look at you what's mean where in her face in here right now is crueler than usual I I am not wearing anyone's face. I'm wearing my face. Sure. Right. Hang on. I'm rolling a perception check. I was, you want to, it was uh, not that since motive probably would be right. What you would want to do, right? I guess I want to like see through her disguise. How would that? I, I think since motive would probably be the. Since motive? Yeah. Okay. 25. You are kind of getting the sense that it might be your mom. Okay, well, that's still not fair. <laughs> um, fuck, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> uh, and so I think that Peppa doesn't know what to do with that either. She was very prepared for it to be an enemy. Um, she's got the right armor for an enemy. She knows how to talk to an enemy. Um, she hasn't spoken to her mother since her mother died when she was a preteen. So this is... I, I don't even know. Like it's it's flooring. It's it's. I think I think she potentially just goes for her. What what is the the exact like opposite of her usual reaction to anything, which is she just stops talking. She, uh, you see a Neffa smile, and she's like, "I've never known you to be quiet." Huh. Well, I might say the same from what I remember. How are what? Well, this obviously isn't real. I'm uh, I'm gonna, you know, this is I've been, yeah. Hey, you know, it makes sense, right? I've uh, I've been through a lot in the past. Fuck, I don't know, a month. Um, and I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna go back to bed. That's that's what I'm gonna do anyway. And she just 
turns around. She grabs your hand. As you turn around to walk away, she grabs your hand and holds it in a way that you remember your mom holding it. Uh, you kind of have a flashback to maybe you walk, you guys, you two walking to the garden and her holding your hand and you feel that warmth. And she's just like, I, I know you've had a rough time understanding your powers and I am proud that you have taken a direction, a different direction now and I can be here for you now. And then you feel her like hug you from behind, like... And you feel all that warmth all up your back. She is fighting down tears. But also she can't help. Um, she's got so many questions. Uh, but the first, like, the, the one that really stuck sticks out right now is different path? This path? Her hand also against her will just comes up to just kind of clutch her mother's arm where it's around her. You have within you a power that can be very dark if you allow it, but denying your bloodline is the first step towards challenging that power and making it your own. I don't know, Mom, I uh, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think you'd be that proud of me for the past couple days. I, <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think what I've been doing has been denying anything. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do to survive. I understand that more than most. And you kept your friends alive, and that was important. But what happened is you recognized that weakness. And instead of giving into it even more, you have started to resist it. That is a strength that people very rarely do. It's what makes you special. Why are you dropping feelings on me right now? (laughs) (laughs) Are you crying, Um, Abs? A little bit. (laughs) I'm surprised. (laughs) You know it's easy to make me cry. Yeah. Super easy. It's not even funny. (laughs) Um, Okay. uh, Pippa just like is screwing her face up against, I don't know, losing control of this moment. So she just kind of like quickly like dashes at her eyes and sort of turns around. It's like, what are you working on? What did you mean that you were, what are you working on over here? Uh, well, I, uh, I, I decided to box up that bitch, Mariusa. She's been a thorn in my side. She yells out loud for, for longer than you've had to deal with her. That's for sure. Uh, the, well, I guess you have the armband now, um, uh, the armband. Yeah, it's a uh, your comb. It turned into a. <laughs> well, yeah, an armband. Uh, where did you get this? You succeeded where I failed. It's it's a long story, a story for another time. What is interesting is when it is at its full strength, it act or the comb itself takes a piece of each of its wearers, and they almost can serve as guides. And as I wore it and you wore it, we are able to be connected forever. So that's how you're here? Yes. It is a small piece of me and a piece of my memories. And she waves her hand and all of a sudden you just see thousands of mirrors. All with different people and personalities in the mirror. In the mirrors, um, You get the idea that this, this might have been around for a very long time. Um, and then she quickly waves her hand back and they disappear. I'm, 
I do not have the powers that you were given, but I I know how the the comb works, and I'm just glad that I can finally show you what its true power is. And what is that? That will all come with time. But what I can do is show you this. And she waves her hand once again. And you don't see it because you're sleeping. But if anybody was in the room, one of your rubies turns um, to a spresserite garnet. And when you activate this garnet, it uh, lets you recharge a wand of your choosing 1d2 charges. Does it take the place of one of my other spells? It's it's a choice. So it takes the place of the first first ruby. So the first ruby was um, speak to animal. Uh, so what it does is you can either do speak to animal and burn it that way, or you can burn it to be a recharge a wand for 1d2 charges. Yeah, Pippa just kind of like is still just kind of grasping her mother's hand. And she asks, uh, she just says, I've really missed you. Will I get to see you again? Yes, I imagine this is the first of many opportunities. And then all of a sudden she looks up to the right. What's wrong? Oh my, it looks like something may have entered your tent. You need to wake up. Um, she puts her, her, her hand on your face. Sorry to do this. This is just the quickest way I know how. And she slaps you across the face and you wake Ooh. up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's intense. You feel the slap on your face just as you wake up, and as as that happens, you see three dark creatures hun- hunched like gorillas with white fur, ram horns, and cloven hooves, hooves as they're sneaking into your tent. What? One moves over to Abraxas and rears back to <coughs> slam. Roll for initiative. No! Oh, no. Wait, wait. Oh, my God. Yes, Kaneo's going to get a surprise attack. Pippa and uh, and Cuneo will get a surprise attack. Everyone else is oh, sleeping. Oh, good. Because my initiative was terrible. I'm going to justify it by saying Pippa just had a dream. Just had a dream reunion with her mother, and so she's very disoriented. <laughs> but she definitely rolled a one for her initiative, so that's going to be a oh. four. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Andromeda, what'd you get? Uh, 15. Pippa, what'd you get? I got a three. Woo! Wait, no, sorry, a four. I rolled a one and I got a plus, th- I got a four. Wow. That's top of your game right there. What What did you and, what did Cuneo and Buwan get? We got four. <laughs> okay. Uh, your creature I, is a bad watch creature. They're like, oh, look <laughs> at those things coming into the it tent. Was focused on Andromeda and then there was glowing lights on Pippa. I'm so sorry. <laughs> other things going I'm on. So sorry. <laughs> I put you guys. At, I put you guys at three because I know you have less dexterity yes. than Pippa. Yeah, so, okay. So let's start off the surprise round. Hybrid Abraxas is our Abraxas is asleep. Andromeda is asleep. It is the first creature's turn, and he is targeting Abraxas specifically with slam attack. Does a. 20 hit your AC without currently a breakfast? Does uh, 20 hit sleeping? We're, we're asleep, dude. Really, you're attacking sleeping creatures. Of course it's going <laughs> to hit us. <laughs> That's two hits. So, Abraxas, you take... You take 23 points of damage. Uh, the other one does the same thing. Moves up on you, Abraxas, and attacks. 
Uh, that's going to be a hit. And you take 11 points of damage and 9 points of damage. So, 1 point of damage. Ooh, good thing I'm a beefy. One is going to attack Andromeda since she is right there. It turns around. She turns around and opens her jet black eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spooks them. Uh, my, uh, what's your AC? Six. <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely hit. 18 points of damage. I roll. need you to both roll me a fortitude save. That's a 28. Okay, Abraxas, you are fine. Uh, mine's an 8 total. Okay. <laughs> so what ends up happening is both of both of these, are all three of these creatures just slam with their fists. They raise their fists up in the air and slam. They kind of look like Ganeos uh, in a way. Uh, their their fists drag, drag on the ground and they just use it to slam and thump into your, both of your chest and then you kind of rake across your face. Uh, Abraxas, you're able to like the first thumps you feel are enough for you to miss out as they try to, to damage your face horribly. Uh, Unfortunately, Andromeda is not so lucky. And as they come down and thump, you feel this scratching across your face as you take one point of charisma damage. Oh. oh. Damn. Yikes. Fuck. Uh, and that ends their turn. Pippa, you're up. You just saw Braxis and Andromeda take some really tough blows. She sits up. And from within her, she's she's never cast this spell before, but just this the burning confusion and then rage about being interrupted in this dream of her mother that she was having just comes out of her hands as she fires a scorching ray <laughs> at the far right one. 11 against touch. Uh, that does hit. Yes. Does it really? Yes. Touch attack, Fuck baby. Yes. Uh, awesome. Touch attacks, baby. Cool. Well, then... I get 46 points of fire damage, and you said I got to count it as a sneak attack, right? Yes. And I have two sneak attack die now, so. Eight, nine, ten. Ten base damage. Okay. And ten sneak attack damage. So when you go to hit the Scorching Ray, the fire seems to be absorbed into the fur of these creatures. And... But what it does is it leaves just enough in an opening for the slam of the sneak attack to come through and hit directly. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't seem to penetrate as deeply as you would want. And uh, but it does does cause a little. You do see a small drizzle of blood run down the creature's arm. Buon, you are still asleep. Does Kaneo wake you up? <laughs> well, so talking is a free action, right? Okay, yeah. So Kuneho's going to scream telepathically into Buon's head <laughs> to wake him up. Um, so okay. it's a free action. And then as my actual sneak attack, I, or uh, whatever attack, uh, surprise. Move. Surprise, excuse me. Um, he's going to, what type of furniture is in this yurt that can be picked up and thrown? There's no furniture. It's all rugs and your guys' bags and stuff. Is there any, like logs or something that's like supporting the yurt something yeah there there are logs supporting the yurt but if you take one of those off it's gonna fall on all of you guys there's so there's nothing in the yurt that's like throwable <gasps> cauldrons Buon. not throwing boo <laughs> we got he cauldrons at the wazoo unless it's like yeah there's Pippa could get out her little knife cooking she... material right like because I yeah. have improvised uh, there, whatever 
There is a frying pan next to it, next to you, which is from Abraxas's bag. Okay, Buon's gonna pick that up. I'm oh, sorry, Buon. Cuneo's gonna pick that up. He's just gonna chuck it because I have throw anything as a combat feat. That was an 18, 20. That's 20 total. That will miss. So the pan just goes by, and the, the this creature sees it and just kind of moves his head to the side, and it just goes flying back, hits the one of the timbers of the yurt, and falls that's down. That's stupid. <laughs> well, that's all Kaneo can do, because it's either move or, act, move or act, and he, they chose to act. Okay, and now it is the start of the first round. Abraxas, you're, you just took a beating. Didn't really feel it, though. No, it was just basically somebody hit him with a pillow really hard, uh, so he'll come up from a <laughs> dead sleep, look around really quick, and just lets uh, loose a growl because he was super comfortable and basically just got bopped awake. So he's going to take an immediate uh, bite, like right at the first thing that he sees. That's, you know, an enemy, not like a friendly, friendly bite. Okay, that's a 17 plus nine for a 26 to bite. A 26 will hit. And, ooh, and that is a 10 points of damage. He's just gonna bite down on the closest, maybe he, the closest tuft of fur. I don't know, maybe like right close to the, not fully on the neck, but as much of the neck as he can. He's gonna give like a little bite, give a little shake, and hopefully some fur and flesh come off with it, which he'll swallow down as his first bit of breakfast. You go to bite in and you actually feel your teeth like resist the, like they almost, it almost feels like they're gonna crack, like it hurts a little bit when you bite down, but some of it does go in. You do feel like it, you do taste a little bit of blood, Uh, but yeah, it is. Hmm. All right. Then with that, uh, his fur does a little shimmer and on all fours, he's in uh, hybrid, hybrid mode. Okay. And that ends up Braxis's turn. That is all he does. Uh, what, uh, what does Andromeda do when she takes that slam and that rake across her face, basically? Well, her eyes immediately fly open and you would think she would cry out in pain or something but her eyes are already just completely black like more black than you've ever seen them and there's blood streaming down her face and she is pretty much completely calm just placid faced and she sits up Mm. almost as if a marionette string is drawing her up by the chest and she's going to I'll take the concentration check and everything um and actually, from the ground, it should be fine to... I'm going to cast a uh, Bestow Curse. Okay. So I'm going to grip the creature closest to me by the leg hard. Like, I'm digging my nails into it, and it needs to make a will save. Uh, it got a 10. That's not going to do it. Okay, I get... I Yeah, I get a really huge bonus to my... Um, my concentration check, so I passed. Because uh, okay. it's a 23 in total. I only rolled a 10, nice. but... Okay, so you now have, for that creature, minus four penalty on attack rolls, saves, ability checks, and skill checks. Damn. 
That thing is cursed. Lose forever. Love <laughs> it. I'm just going to assume four, negative four on everything. Uh, yeah. So cursed. Uh, you, how does that look? Uh, how did, when Andromeda does that? I think the purple energy, there's like a, a, an, a horrifying looking, like sickly violet and black energy that sort of almost like it's an ooze, like snakes out of her hand through her fingertips and like shoots through this thing's entire body and, and fills it with that color and energy. So even like the, the, um, Vessels in its eyes are probably now just black. That's so cool. That's so cool. (laughs) Cursed, y'all. That is. Get cursed. (laughs) Get rooked. All right. Uh, Good job, Andromeda. Wow. Uh, Donk that thing up. It is all. Cursed AF. It is all the creature's (laughs) turns. And they. I'm going to do this all as an attack all at once. Uh, They all rear back. And you see their mouth open wide as they all hit you with a breath attack. I need you to roll each roll me three reflex saves. Okay. So let me roll the damage. So you're getting... So as they rear back, a cone of cold just envelops all of you as each of them use their breath weapon. So the first breath weapon, those of you who did got less than a 17, take... Uh... 15 points of damage for the first one. Uh, of course, uh, Jess takes half, I know. I think Abraxas takes half. And Pippa s- jumps up and grabs one of the rafters to completely bypass. <laughs> oh, that's cool. The, la- the This one I rolled really low. Holy crap. So the second breath weapon, once again, Pippa misses. Everybody who got above a 17 will only take half damage. Um, takes five points of damage. Cold. Yep. Of cold damage. And then last but not least... Okay, that's much better. Uh, the last time you all, except anyone who didn't get above a 17, will take half of 17, or in case of Pippa, none. Uh, I'm a special girl. <laughs> a special girl. Uh, so this just envelops all of you. How are all you doing right now? Doing uh, bad. Not great. Fine. <laughs> We're in the death zone. <laughs> Feeling Not good. Really, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clinging to the rafters, apparently. That so took I'm doing half my health. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm down to less than half. <laughs> um, cool, 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 cool. Sorry, Buwan's health is half health. Kuneho is fine because they have <laughs> immunity to cold. Hey, oh, nice. hey. So Kuneho just like <clears throat> stalwart takes it all. Uh, and you're like Kuneho, why aren't you standing in front I of know, me? I <laughs> know, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Pippa, you are up with your four initiative roll. Um, okay, so I'm gonna burn. I'm gonna burn my quicken for the day, and I'm gonna use my first spell to cast prestidigitation over the camp and just make this loud, you know, clanging alarm bell sound. Oh, okay. nice! To wake up all the centaurs <laughs> because apparently uh, whoever was supposed to be on guard is either dead. These things snuck past them somehow, or everybody's sleeping. Or they I don't traitor. know. Anyway, so loud clanging. All right. So yeah, so I'm gonna do precipitation, and then I'm gonna use my move action to kind of cross the hut to crouch behind Andromeda and slap some slap my hand on her shoulder uh. and give her a mage armor. Okay. That sheen of iridescent yes. energy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, yes. Okay. 
Huneo and Buwan, you're up. All right, so if I wanted to do some sort of cloud effect over here and try to get those three bad boys <laughs> and not get my friends, will that work? How, yes, however, if as you see, there is a hut right there and the opening is right there, so you might get a centaur in there as well. <laughs> Fuck if I care. Uh, <laughs> <about> <laughs> Amen to that, because yeah. Dustin's always going to strategically do that it's shit like, no, 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 he no, wants no. you to make that choice. Go for it. Yes. They already failed us. And so I am, I am, <laughs> Buon is not happy about this. That's true. We're Buon, their guests, okay. and they didn't got, put Let me watch. write that note down. I mean, Buon, we weren't allowed the opportunity to set up a watch, so yes, kill them all. Buon got screamed at by Kuneho. I blast of cold took out half his health he pissed so what he's gonna do is um his he's also probably not thinking about that no exactly (laughs) he's like whatever um can i however do a knowledge check before i do my style sure what would you like to do a knowledge check on um the creatures themselves so what so what type of knowledge would that be first uh, oh, cool. knowledge dungeoneering, I would dungeoneering. say a breakfast just is barely getting the grogginess so it took you know you're very knowledgeable, so once the sleepies left his eyes, like, boo on, what are these things? Okay, and I got 21. So what are these things, Dustin? <laughs> what are <laughs> these will, things? I will give you two items of information. What would you, you just want to know what they're called? Uh, well, hopefully that part is free, but I would like to know weaknesses <laughs> and or resistances. I will give you one weaken, weakness and one resistance, then. They have um, energy resistance fire, 10. Oh, and uh, they are also weak against fire. They have a, um, they have a vulnerability to fire. So if it gets through, <laughs> yeah, then it does something. Well, That's so well, annoying. Vulnerability to fire means that it adds a fifty percent increase in damage. So if you hit, only did ten points of damage in fire, but you got a fifty percent increase, that means five points is going to get through. Hmm. That's so annoying. That's really annoying. <laughs> uh, do I get their name? What they're called? Yeah. Uh, nope. That you got two pieces of information. <laughs> that was uh, so Buon screams out. Uh, he's he's too flustered. He's like, I I I cannot recall, but burn them. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, you know what? Actually, I'm going to say that they are called an and Roscus, uh, and they are demons. You I was going to say are demons. demons. They're they're demons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then Buon will. Anything that ends with a booze are like usually demons. Then Buon will not say that what he says said. I don't know what they are. He will be like, they are demons. Burn them. And he and his eyes just like fill with all the colors of the northern lights. And um, he doesn't even like. Usually he rips out. Or he like you know he like he rips out part of his uh, like energy from his forehead. He's too mad. He he he, he can't even like do that so instead like this uh like stars start to appear in front of these three demons and they start to coalesce and they start raining down on them and crashing into each other as he casts glitter dust on them so i can blind glitter these dust. I can blind these fuckers will save negates okay what's the will so it's 13 is the dc because it's a first level okay. spell plus a two that's what they look like, by the way. Ooh. They look like oh one versions, you know, the movie Evolution, where they evolved to the eighth yeah. stage, mm-hmm. except with yeah. yeah hey, these things could get it. <laughs> uh, to, <laughs> Another very built monster, just stacked. Two of the 
two of them failed. <laughs> two of them failed and one passed. So are they, they're blinded. Does that end Buwan's turn? Yeah, Buwan, I guess, will at least get out of bed. And that'll be my move okay. action. <laughs> okay, what does Kuneo do? All right, so Kuneo will go around um, while he's while they're running. Well, uh, if you're going after the middle one, he's going to take an attack of opportunity. Well, before that, can Kuneo tell me what they see outside the tent? You don't see anything of note. You just see the three creatures uh, battling at the front of the tent. Um, yeah, so if you go to move through, you're going to move through a threatened square if you want to get to that middle guy. That's cool, because they should be blinded, so it'll be harder. They reach out to bite. And they roll the natural yes. one. <laughs> uh, pull me there a card there, Braxis. Battered. You take negative two penalty on skill checks and saves. Oh, for one day, four hours. Okay. So that ends Kuneo. Oh, Kuneo moves in to attack. Yeah. He just def- just one attack. Just dodges right past the, the bite as the creature's just biting at the air uh, and somehow bites his tongue, which <laughs> causes him to lose his save ability. And then it goes and attack. You go, Kuneo goes to attack okay, the middle one. Roll an attack. Slam hmm. their big old bunny hands into it. Ooh, natural 18. <laughs> That's a 38 to hit. That's a hit. Holy <sighs> Finally. Okay. 2d6. Jesus. A 38 with a natural 18. I am so sorry. I a- don't teach math. <laughs> That's a 28. Uh. <laughs> you doubled your attack. He's definitely not a math teacher. No, i real dumb when it comes to numbers. <laughs> my, my B. Uh, yeah, 28 to hit. My bad. <laughs> I rolled ones on both of them. Okay. Uh, so that's a seven points of... Uh, bludgeoning damage okay you just you just pound against it and he doesn't it just kind of reflects back he sounds like a drum but um but um but um uh and that ends kuneo's turn uh hybrid abraxas you are up (sighs) abraxas is gonna make an educated guess based on their coloration that unless there's a check i could make abraxas is guessing that these Things are native to cold environments, like cold climates. You could do a knowledge check if you want to practice. No. Oh, 19. Uh, the only thing I have is um, knowledge nature, which would make it a 31. I, I will give you that they are they are cold subtype. They do have. I will give you actually with a thirty one. I'll give you all their subtypes. Their subtypes are outsider, chaotic, cold, demon, evil, extraplanar. Oh. These are demonic outsider cold extraplanar <laughs> creatures. <laughs> you tell them. That's a lot of things. <laughs> they are not native to our world. And with that, he inhales deeply. Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> <laughs> he'll inhale deeply. His eyes will glow pure white. And he'll let out a howl very similar to the howl you heard um, at the hut, and it echoes throughout. You could always almost feel like a shockwave emanate from them as he does a call cold. So that's a will save DC 13 they have to make, Dustin. Uh, some of them have very low will saves at this point, so... <laughs> uh, I'm calling yeah. to them. Obey my will, creatures of frost. Uh, oh, <laughs> One, the one that was the most likely passed by one. Uh, the second one passed, and the third one failed. Um, 
protect us. <laughs> Same thing with the frost giant. Defend us. Okay. Is my so... command. Uh, and then my. That's a. Then as my move action, I'm going to grab my. Um, uh, I'll grab my shield and hammer. And that's all I could do. Andromeda, you are up. I'm going to five foot shift <laughs> on the floor, I suppose. Um, I'm going to cast Chain of Perdition. And yeah, so from the floor, I'm going to try and whip the chain at the center one that I cursed. Okay. Um, and I'm going to try and like shoot it at its legs to to trip it. Oh, so that's a 30. So the chain, I, as usual, pull my hands out horizontally, and then it flies out of my hands towards the creature's legs and slams into them, wraps around them, and then slams it into the floor. So it is tripped. Okay, it is minion number one's turn as Abraxas is tied at any... Have- any of the centaurs woken up, by the way? Uh, I'm giving two rounds, so at the end of this round, they will wake okay. up. So. All right. Uh, so the minion that you have entranced moves towards his buddy. I don't know why I have to kill you, buddy, but I don't know why I have to kill you, but I'm going to. He whispers Do in a whistle. Wail uh, on your he, friend. And he slams him twice, and he's going to turn power attack on. Yep. You. Do it. Uh, it rolls a natural 20 and hits the only second slam. So let's confirm that natural 20. Yeah, nice. he confirmed with a natural 19. Okay, so pull me, pull me a card there. Bludgeoning? It's it's a slam, so I'm thinking that's natural, isn't it? Oh, well, okay, so the fails have, like, the natural. The other ones have the types, like, bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, and magic. Uh, I hope it's bludgeoning, because this one says, and stay down. Normal damage and target is knocked prone and stunned for one round, since they're already on the ground. It's like, and stay down. And it does max damage. Uh, so that is... Uh, wow. It does 33 points damage to its neighbor, the middle demon. I want that creature's head. <laughs> oh my god. I'm pissed. I was so comfy. And he's like, wait, I, who was on watch? <laughs> no one. Right. Whoops. The middle minion is down. I don't think he's. there's anything he can do this round. The first minion moves to attack Kuneho because he is the closest creature to him. And is it still blinded? It is blinded. Um, does a does a twenty three hit Kaneo? It Does okay. So they both hit, but let me roll percentage. Uh, the first one misses. The first attack misses, and the second attack misses. Woo. So it goes to attack. Damn it, Jesus! Glitter dust. Glitter <laughs> dust. Uh, and it goes <laughs> it goes to swipe once and misses, swipe twice and misses. Uh, and apparently this is just a big stall battle. Nobody can <laughs> take these guys down and nobody can... Uh, the only person who's done major damage is minion number one. Uh, <laughs> that counts Pippa, as my damage. Because it's Pippa, my you're minion. Pippa, you're up. Uh, Pippa's going to scoot up to Abraxas's side here and burning hands the... Uh, minion right in front of her. Right. So it's reflex for half. Okay, and he's pretty. He rolled a two, so he is not Ooh. going to. He is not going to pass. Cool. Yeah. No. That abs. That. Yep. Unless he's got an amazing save. Thirteen points of damage. Fire damage. And he just bursts up into flames and dies. 
Nice. Yes. Hulking mess. Uh, and Ooh. actually, as that happens, you see a, uh, the cavalry arrive, essentially, and you see all these centaurs, basically all of them just start stabbing with spears and swords, and you see them all die and fall to the ground. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Pods production. Wow. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you can't get enough... What was that? These centaurs owe me healing for yeah. not being on watch. They... We hope you enjoyed the show. If you can't get enough and want to j- and wish to join the FWP community, you can do so by joining the conversation on Discord or Reddit, or following us on Twitter and Instagram. Find out more by visiting our website, fantasticworldspod.com, where we have links to all of our social media. Uh, want even more of the FWP crew? Consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, your Game Dad Master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby. I play Pippa. You can find me uh, at Bonanza Famine on Instagram, Twitter, and I just surrendered and got a Tumblr. <laughs> so fancy. Find me there too. Uh, this is Angel. You can locate me at Espinoza nine one six. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. And this is Logan. You can find me at Mainman eight. Theme song composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for the use of your sound effects and music. We greatly appreciate anyone who has been listening to the show. If you wish, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and help spread the words to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next week, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. Kuneo was watching. Well, you said Kuneo was watching... You said there was a light, right? like the same vicinity, Yeah, I guess, guess, yeah... We're all in the yeah. same room. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. you see is the armband uh, just glow a bright orange because it's a Spresserite garnet, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Cuneo's eyes catch that. Oh God damn it, Dustin! <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> you found a way to make Pippa wear orange. Yep. <laughs> you found a way. You've been trying. For what episode is this? Is this episode? This is episode seventy-five. Okay, well now I'm not now I'm not touched and I'm not crying anymore because this was all an elaborate ruse for after seventy-five episodes to force Pippa to wear something orange. And yeah, like at least it's a. She takes the armband and she throws it on the ground and she stomps it into a million pieces. <laughs> uh, not today, Satan. Uh, <laughs>